Hey, y'all. It's Rachel. And Charmaine. Sorry, I made Charmaine laugh because I'm funny and shit. And this is the Scoop on Sex with... A pleasureologist. Thanks for joining us today. We're very excited to be here with y'all. Charmaine, how are you today? (laughs) (laughs) I am beyond... Just peachy keen. And I know why. (laughs) Um, We'll get into that a little bit. Um, I had a good week, too, sort of. You did have a good week. I did. I mean, it didn't go as planned, but, you know, what do they say when you make a plan? That's when God's laughing at you. Yes. Yes. I'm like, someone's laughing at me. I can't remember who. Um, Yeah, I got laughed at a lot. But it's cool. It's cool. I had a good time. But as we were like talking about our week, Charmaine and I, you know, we talk a lot. Shocker. For those of you who might know us, you might not know we're actually like each other. Um, But we realized like we got some issues. Mm, And our issues have issues. They sure do. Yes. My my (laughs) issues have issues. Like, fuck. And they came up a lot this week. Um, So we wanted to kind of get into it because one is like, you know, when you talk about it, it makes it real. And then it also makes you look at it more, right? Because sometimes when you start talking about your issues, you realize like, this sounds foolish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And And then there is always, you know, we're always telling you guys about your issues. You need to (laughs) hear about ours so you understand. Yeah. So I, I can start with mine. I think we have a lot of similar stuff. So my issue, I mean, not my one issue that I have. I've got like, like I said, my issues of issues. So this particular issue. <laughs> one from the mountain. One from the mountain. Um, started when I was young. And I, I was thinking about it as we were getting ready to record. Like what, what happened that made this happen? But I have this story that everybody's pretending to like me and no one really likes me. It's all fake. And I don't know what the reason is. I don't know what they win. But I always assume that everybody is faking it, or if it's with a guy, he doesn't really like me. He's pretending. Mm. And I think I figured out the part of the why this morning, and I may have had this revelation many times. But when I was... I definitely want to hear this. Okay. So I was a... Um, you know, when I was little... I like to find my dad's Playboys. I like to like find my parents' sex toys. I was like, I read sex books. I was really into like, at an early age. I also got my period when I was eight. So I developed young. And I couldn't keep my hands off myself. I still can't. (laughs) (laughs) So my sister had her bitchy ass friends over. They were so mean to me. And I was like, humping the bed or something. You know, my parents' room. Thinking I was home by myself. And they caught me. And the response was, you better get really good at that because everyone's only going to pretend to like you. No one will ever really like you. I think that might be where it stems from. I mean, I think there's what more than that. To say? <laughs> I mean, yeah, they were shitheads. Um, so, yeah, so I like to create this story and I do it with a particular person a lot. Mm-hmm. And I've decided all the time that he hates me, hates me. Mm-hmm. And I've been mm-hmm. talking to this gentleman, <laughs> gentleman, I don't know where that came from, for fucking <laughs> three years. We met during lockdown, during quarantine, where he was overseas. I was in Georgia at the time. 
And uh, we maybe we'll go a couple days without talking. We talk all the time. But everything is like, I've decided that now it's still, now it's a three-year long game of him trying to like ghost me or do something mean to me. Mm. And then I can pick apart every time he doesn't call, every time he doesn't respond, he hates me. I did something stupid. I was too much. I was too this. And I think a lot of us can feel that too much feeling. Like we always like Mm -hmm. worry we're too much. Definitely. I think women hear that a lot like I've heard that before so I definitely and this week I've had um, a lot of conversations with women this week and um, it is something that I notice is something that a lot of us have heard mm-hmm. for sure yeah so I've been told to like I need to calm down a little I need to like chill um, and this person doesn't do that like he knows I'm weird and he kind of likes it um, but yeah, I came home from this trip to go see him, which didn't go as planned because we didn't get to see each other as much. And I was like, we're done. He hates me. The whole mm. story was a lie. Mm. And I can, f- and he's lying. Everything he's ever said to me is a lie. And there's never been proof of that. Like I've looked, I search for lies. I, and I don't understand. I search for mistakes. I search for this to be the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And I spend so much time and energy p- trying to prove that he's going to fuck me over. Yeah, instead of just living in the moment and enjoying what's happening. It's exhausting. I mean, I even got like two really nice texts from him. And what did I do right away? Like right after I'm like, "Mm, that was a lie. Mm -hmm. I I need to read it again. He said he liked me, but did he really, you know, what is that? (laughs) So that's my, that's an overview. We'll get into it more. That's an overview of my issue, my main, my big, my big one at the moment. Oh, okay. Do you want to talk about yours? Mm. Um, I am a very empathic person. And I tend to see um, the good in people. And I really tend to see who they are, um, good and bad. And I kind of uh, take them in anyway, right? Like I accept them anyway. Um on the other side I also can see their greatness and you know like I always want to help like I always feel like when you love somebody or when you care about them when you're they're your friends your lover whoever Mm -hmm. someone you treasure children whoever that um you want the absolute best for them you Mm -hmm. want them to have um everything and you want to help them get there if you can right um of course over the years I've learned to kind of protect my energy a little bit more but um in my life like my dating life my relationship life I think because um and we will talk about this so much more but you know like I grew up in a very um there was a lot of abuse Mm -hmm. and there was also a lot of um just being the stereotype right of um a black woman and a really a black girl or and a religious young black woman um and a religious young black girl so um there were just things that were we didn't do or we didn't say and you know so um i have a habit very much of not mm-hmm. trusting i'm not trusting the thing right of that that gift right because it really is a gift it's a gift to be able to see people um the way i can see them i always say that because not everybody can do it so it really is a gift in my eyes um, but in having that, 
and being able to see the good and the bad, I'm always hopeful for the good, but expecting the bad. Mm. And I will talk myself into the bad is coming. Mm-hmm. And like, so I can be braced for the bad. It's almost like um, uh, when I was younger, uh, if you did something that wasn't right, you know, like you were stupid or you were going to get a backhand or, or whatever. Um, and it kind of is like bracing myself for the slap. Mm-hmm. Like I find myself always doing that, like doing that a lot, especially mm-hmm. with people, because, you know, like I was taught, like, you got to watch, you can't trust people. Like, I think being abused by somebody that was supposed to be so close, especially a man, made it easier for me not to be able to trust that good side and the things that I see in people, especially men. Mm-hmm. Um, so this week uh, has, well, not really this week. I, this week, yeah, and last week and the week before mm-hmm. <laughs> um, has been a little trying um, in my uh, love life relationship area. And so I think I just get to these points where I'm like, okay, well, he doesn't really like me. Okay, mm-hmm. well, he's, he, you know, like, he doesn't, I mean, like, this is bullshit. Like, have you seen him? Have you talked to him? Like, you know, like, so I think in realizing people's greatness, sometimes I um, feel lacking to it. And then uh, it makes me start, like, negative self-talk. But the negative self-talk is always, it's never in my own voice. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, um, it's in the me that had to protect me as a child or it's in you know because like as a kid I had to tell myself all the time like suck it up like we gotta keep going we gotta keep going like it's okay like people leave that's what they do everybody leaves you just keep going like you know um, these bad things happen because it's your punishment you did a bad thing so you gotta just you gotta keep Mm. going and so yeah I I do tend to do that like when people when I don't hear from them or certain things I do tend to be like this is it's my punishment Mm. Yeah, and it's interesting because you know I think about it too. Like, I, I, I you know I work with so many clients on the same topic, and I have so many good things to say to them, right? Mm-hmm. All the mm-hmm. time, all the things I can mm-hmm. say, all the things, mm-hmm. and show them all the reasons why it's not true what they're thinking. It's this is their narrative, the story they've created, and you can create a new story. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when it's your own life, like first of all, I don't think that's what I'm doing because, of course, in my life. You know, I can see it for my clients, like what you're doing is negative self-talk. You created this narrative. It's not true. Mm-hmm. Here are the reasons you can see it, blah, 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 blah. But then when it comes to me, I'm like, no, but for me, it's different because I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, for me, that other, um, I, it's oh, it's weird, but I, I think I learned this in therapy and like how I describe it, right? So how I describe it is there had to be a me that protected me, mm-hmm. right? Because there was something about me. Um, and even now, like, you know, like I get, you know, like you're so sunshiny and you always like, you know, like you always see the good in people and believe good things and blah, blah, blah. And so positive. How can you be so positive when so many crappy things have happened to you and are going on? Um, but I think that um, that side of me that had to very much be the protector, um, mm-hmm. that's usually the voice that I hear. And it's literally usually because it's trying to, you know, protect me, embrace me for whatever pain. But I I feel like 
um, I'm very aware that 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 I'm I'm in an age and a place that it doesn't suit me anymore, mm-hmm. and so I do. I do understand that. And I do kind of have these conversations where I'm like, okay, well, we're not going to do that. Um, you know, you got to pull yourself back a little bit. If you're pulling other people's coattails, you got to pull your own. Um, Cause I try to do that. I try to remember that. I, I don't want to, I don't want to tell you if I'm not doing it. Yeah. I, yeah. And it's fucking exhausting. Exhausting to keep these stories going. You know, it is. It is. That's why I stopped. <laughs> I mean, I want to say I stopped, but like, I stopped for 30 seconds. I was I was in a good mood for 30 seconds. He liked me for 30 seconds, and then it all switched. I got to, you know, like, fuck, man. And I'm like I said, like, I am in school, and I know a lot of people who go into the counseling profession, as we're both going into, we have our own struggles, and that's why we do this work, right? Because we are yeah. understanding we want to help other people on our own paths that the shit we went through can help somebody else and so we do understand that and we're always working on ourselves right because if you're not working on yourself you're dead right like what's the point you should always be progressing or changing or growing and you know looking at things differently but it's just like ugh, it is exhausting but then it also becomes like this is what i'm used to doing i think part of it's Mm -hmm. habitual Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and And when it is that learned behavior it's hard to break mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm And it's, and I mean, you know, I've done it in all my really, I mean, I haven't had a lot of long-term relationships because that wasn't my thing, but, um, but I've done with anybody I talked to, like everybody, even friends, I could, I could talk about someone to like, she doesn't really like me. Mm. Like, and I want to know also, like in my story, when I try and like disprove my story to myself, what would be the purpose? Like is someone paying them? Because if someone is, I need to meet this person. Because <laughs> they can just give me the money and I'll just be shitty to myself and like take out the middleman, you know? Um, <laughs> but like in this particular one, like from the beginning, like every day I was like, mm, he hates me. He hates me. Yeah. And I think a lot of it does go back to like, you know, issues with my ex who's an addict and you were so fucking awful. I, I missed so many times and was told me I'm awful to be around, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I definitely got that. I got, um, I got it as a child. I've got it as an adult, you know, like I always tell people, um, so I, I've been abused in every kind of way a person can be abused. And I can say, um, people always think really, but I say this all the time. I'd rather take the slot. Um, <laughs> cause mm. I know, I know it's gonna, uh, I know it's gonna heal better than the words do. Right. The mm. words are going to be, way longer like for me it's um it's always this is my this is because i've done something wrong it's me i've done something wrong this is my karma this is what i deserve so i really have to like work my way out of it and then there just becomes that very positive side of me right that just won't uh she just won't go anywhere like the bitch just won't go anywhere so (laughs) in this aspect you know with this person it's always like you can't be serious right like this is the one person like as far as men is concerned, right? Where he's shown you consistently, mm-hmm. he's not going anywhere, mm-hmm. right? So why would you, why would you sabotage yourself this way and think this way? And so then I, then it becomes a little bit easier to kind of talk myself back a little bit more. I think just cause it's been, it, 
it's happened my whole life. Yeah, and, and self-sabotage <laughs> self becomes like an armor, right? Because if yeah. we can fuck it up first, yeah, then it's on us, right? Like, see, mm-hmm. I fuck everything up. See, you know, mm-hmm. and then no one else hurt us. We fucked it up. Mm-hmm. So like we didn't let somebody else hurt us. We fucked it up, so it was over. It was our fault. And then you didn't let somebody else into your life, right? In that way, for pain, especially, yeah. you know, I have, I have, um, you know, had trauma. We all, I don't know why, we've all had some sort of traumas in our life. Um, and I, that's what I, when, and I think I, I mentioned this before, after a sexual assault, that's what I did. I'm like, I'm never letting a guy get close to me again. I will fuck whatever, but they will never get close to my heart I will you know so I think self-sabotage becomes that same kind of thing too and um yeah it's hard and it's it's like hard when you like sit in your head all day long like and Mm -hmm. trust me I know (laughs) I know I know you know you know and it's like as we've been talking about like one wanting to talk about it, to talk about it and be open about this is what we struggle with. There's other things. Like I said, my issues of issues. I've got issues on top of issues. And like, <laughs> <laughs> they just keep piling up. Um, but I'm but I'm working on them. But it's like, this one is particularly hard. Because my other one was I'm going to end up in a cardboard box. I've never been near a card. I've never, that's not been a problem. But I've always like, when something goes wrong, that's what's going to happen. You know, I, I'm a very much... Oh, that's the word. I'm a catastrophizer. Yeah. I tend to... I'm more like... Uh, I'm more like crisis management. Mm. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, immediately I want to fix everything. And I go into crisis management mode. Like, I want to fix it for everybody. What's wrong with you? I want to fix it. I want to burn everything. Blow it up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, gonna blow up anyway why not why not take care of myself but 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 it does and then i like i and it's pretty when i'm like i've looked like i've searched for lies you know like i keep thinking like what is the lie where is it i know it's coming you know and i've I've been proven what i've been proven is like everything you said has been i mean i'm sure we all lie right we've all told lies i'm talking like little things right whatever but the big stuff like he's proven nothing but to be a good person Mm-hmm. And I just like, like, can't, why can't we just accept that? I, I, so for me, it's not that I don't like, I, I accept that's the thing, right? Is I can see. So, um, it's so weird. Um, I can, I can meet you and see all the good in you and still see the bad and still want to be around you. And, you know, like, try to nurture the very good things but can see the hurt coming like I can see Mm -hmm. the hurt and the pain coming right and sometimes I'll just keep going and walk right into it because I want um because I care about you I want you to have what's best even though I know you're probably gonna hurt me I still Mm. want you to have what's best sorry because you have to lie to me I can see it I can hear it I can feel it I can I can tell when people are lying to me and it's terrible it's a terrible it's a good thing and it's a terrible thing sorry because you're more open-hearted than I am probably unless you you unless you show me or like you really do something and then it's like a light switch right like it's like a faucet because then it goes away and then people are like oh my gosh she's such a bitch how the hell like you know how did that happen or why is she this way because she used to be so nice 
um, so it really kind of depends on the person, the situation. Because, like I said, in a minute, it can go right away. But, but you tend to walk into things a little more open-hearted. I do. I definitely tend to walk into things mm-hmm. a little bit open-hearted. But that is why, um, over the years, I, I tell you all the time now, I'm protecting my energy. I'm protecting mm-hmm. my peace. I don't. I don't let everybody into my circle. I don't talk to everybody because of that. Um, because I find that, and I say this the most about dating, right. And about men, right. So I, 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 when I was younger, I dated a lot. Um, but you know, I still had like really serious relationships. Most of my relationships been really serious. So, um, I say all the time, the thing about me is like, oh my God, it's so cool. Look at the pretty light, right? Mm. Like there's like a light there and it's so cool and I just want to play with it and I want to have it and I want it to all be mine and then I want to catch it and put it in this box and put it up on the shelf and I only want to take it out when I want to play with it. Mm. Right? So it's cool, you know, that I'm like, you know, babe, we should support your dreams, whatever you want to do. It's cool that I'm like, you know, let's travel the world or, you know, like you're having a bad day, you call me, you tell me, I'll, I'll, you know, like whatever I need to do, I need to listen, I need to be there, whatever I need to do, right? If you need me, I'll hop on a plane and I'll come to you. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but yeah, but it's only cool, right? Until you don't want to play with it anymore and you want to put it in a box because you want it to be all yours. You don't want anybody else to be around it. And then you only want to take it out and play with it when it suits you. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't want to nurture it or anything. You just mm-hmm. want to play with the pretty light. Yeah. I think I come into everything with um, steel around me. But I also like when my steel has like little holes in it and I like wait for that. No, but I'm not waiting for like to let good things in. I like that little hole to be like where they can just pierce me and cause me a little pain. (laughs) That's fucked up. But I think because I think you are, you're, you know, you're, I think that you live in this place sometimes where you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Oh, I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Right, like if you get used to, because um, it's how I was before. Like not one hundred percent, but I get it. Like if you are used to the pain, right? If you're used to the pain, then it doesn't hurt as bad, right? When the good things go away. Yeah, and I and I do like. I have to say, I've said this before around around sex. I do like some pain in my life. Mm-hmm. Oh like, no! Don't get me wrong. Now, not just in sex. Like I like some of that like like uncomfortable feeling. I guess. But I also, I don't, I'm an oversharer, but I don't let people close to me, a lot of people close to me, if that makes any sense. I will tell people things that, like, you would think you would never tell anybody, but I'm not letting them actually close to me. It's a very surface way of oversharing, but mm-hmm. the people who I actually let in are few and far between. Yeah. They always say, like, uh, so when, I, when I'm in therapy and I tell my story, like, when I, well, when I used to, because now I'm better at it, but, like, I that's why I was so good working in, in medical, in the medical field as well. Right. Cause I could be, I could be very sympathetic to you mm-hmm. and still, but I can still do my job and be okay. Right. So it's like very much that way. Right. Mm-hmm. I can tell you about my trauma. I can tell you about my, my pain and not cry one time and tell you like straight face and tell it like I'm telling somebody else's story. Mm-hmm. And you may cry and you may feel something, some, you know, like some type of way and something about it or whatever. But because I, have to separate myself from it it becomes um just so easy for it to come out i don't care about i always tell people um there are secrets and things that i know about people that i will never say Mm -hmm. that's your business that's your thing however for me personally most times um, i don't care 
Um, Because if I live my life out loud, no one can use anything against me. That's true. Do you see how? You see how it all goes back to Mm -hmm. (laughs) my karma and people using things against me. So um, if I do that, no one can really, uh, you know, use anything against me. So that's kind of how I live. There's no, what secret are you going to tell that I won't tell? I love secrets. Yeah, I I do too. Everybody else is (laughs) though. I know. I like having like secret things that no one knows about, like secret places I go and secret things. Yeah, I'm a fucking secret. Makes me so happy. That's like, but that's such an addict behavior, right? It yeah. really is. Yeah. 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 I do have a little yeah. bit of an addict, and I, I'm not, and I, I'm not always, I mean, I can be emotional. I'm sensitive. I'm mm-hmm. sensitive, but not very emotional. And see, I'm both. Well, I can be, I can be very emotional and not, and, and be like a little sensitive. Okay, I'll, I'll take that back. I'm emotional in the way that I go to rage and freak out quickly and melt down quickly. I'm not emotional like lovey-dovey emotional. I guess. Maybe I, maybe that's, I don't know. I, I don't, is rage an emotion? Yes, rage is an emotion. Yes, right? of course. <laughs> I felt really dumb now. And I'm like, I'm like I would much rather, I think just because, I, I think it's all of the work I've done, right? Because when I was younger, my anger was my favorite emotion. It was the best thing I had. Mm. <laughs> it, it served a multitude of purposes for me. But I just feel like, too, as I've like evolved a little bit more and learned a little bit more about myself and the world and people, um, that, because uh, I've always been very self-aware, even as a kid, right? So I just think like listening to it more and accepting it more made it, makes it much easier for me mm. to be more... Um, more emotional and just more like okay well i don't like emotion my nickname in college one of them was taz for the tasmanian devil because i could be really quiet and then i just fucking tear shit up i had i had a yelling tasmanian devil tattooed on my bikini area for a while um but when i had surgery it was removed so yeah um i also i also want to say this that sometimes like when we're thinking about working on ourselves and making changes i also want to remind people that we all think and process things differently. Mm-hmm. So if if you have a diagnosis, like, you know, if you're ADHD, if you're neurodivergent anyway, these things are really hard because this is how our brain works, right? Like, we're, it's working also like how to, like, it's like learning how to rewire a system. But then it's also like, well, now we're now it's also feeling like I have to rewire the way I think to fit into a society that doesn't always make sense to me. Because, you know, it's a different way of working. So why should I have to rewire everything? Um, and I get frustrated with that. But I also like I know like I get I, I cry more when I'm angry. Oh, for sure. I do. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm like I'm so you know this. I'm a cancer. I say this all the time. People. Um, have this joke or whatever about cancers being extremely emotional and empaths and everything but there's always this joke about us um, you know always crying like like you know cancers are so sensitive they're always crying if I am crying and this is most cancers I know by the way but if if if, if there are tears run <laughs> absolutely nothing to do with I'm sensitive and I'm hurt and that no it doesn't it has everything to do with I really want to hate you Mm -hmm. but I'm trying to control myself (laughs) yeah 
cannot. Like, that's how angry I, I am. And if I'm so angry that I move to tears, move. Mm-hmm. And I am an Aquarius, and we're weird. And uh, we're, we're just weird of fuckers. We don't do well with emotions. We don't get them. I can see that. I can see that. Um, and then I, it's funny because the same guy I was talking about who I looked at, you know, he hates me. He doesn't hate me. But, you know, the story I create always is that he hates me. And, and he's, and, um, but I also like, will joke, like, cause he's, we're, we're, we're very sarcastic to each other. So I always say like, you made me, you're so mean, you made me cry. And he does not, I really don't think he believes that I ever cry. <laughs> And I said, you don't want to ever see me cry because then it'll be whatever. But, but yeah, but I do need to, like, this is something that I have to, like, really think about and change. Because it's also not fair to him if I'm getting mad at him for no fucking reason that he doesn't even know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not fair to you either, but it's definitely not fair to him. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> it's still not fair to you. But yeah, so you know, it's just it's it becomes exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I want to remind everybody just really quickly: um, there is no right place to be in life. Mm-hmm. Right where you're sitting, where you are, you look ahead, you look behind, you look in the present. And you see things and you think about things and you observe things for yourself and you say, okay, well, I do this. I'd like to change it. But just remember that that takes time, mm-hmm. right? If it took you all this time to learn the behavior or the thing, it's going to take you time for you to change it. So I, I really want to caution everybody against thinking you're going to go to therapy or you're going to read an article or you're going to listen to this podcast or you're going to go listen to some other podcast or sermon or whatever or read your Bible or whatever and think to yourself, I'm going to change it tomorrow. Um, it's a learned behavior and it takes time. Yes. And also change is fucking hard and it can get yeah. lonely because when you realize when you start to make change, you can't accept certain people around you. You can't accept certain things around you. Things can feel uncomfortable. Even other things are getting progressing. It can feel lonely. I'm really making change feel great right now, but it can feel lonely. It can feel like a lot. So that's why so many people stay where they are too because there's comfort in the dis in that yuck feeling it's what you right. know so but i will say i will say as somebody who's been progressing and doing the work over years um for a little while it did get lonely but that loneliness taught me um in more ways than you could possibly imagine that I'm amazing. Yeah, I still have my days where I'm like, oh my God, you know, like this person doesn't, or like it's my karma or blah, 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 whatever. Like I still have my negative self-talk. I have my days, but it really helped me kind of love myself in a way that I never did. Um, And it also made me feel, um, it, it helped me like on the other end of it, on the other side of it, um, I feel amazing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a little painful during the process. And yeah, I lost some people along the way. But I like to think of 
that as, you know, that was just our time together. Mm -hmm. And I, and I like to think that I said something or I did something during that time, that person learned from me or they grew from me or whatever. And they just grew the other way. It was just time (coughs) for us to not be in the same space. That's kind of how I try to think. And in the loneliness, because there can be loneliness. And like I said, this is something like, this is for me a progress that's always going to be working on, right? Like it's always going to be changing and growing and looking differently in this part, this one issue. This is one minor. No, this is one major issue. But like in my issues and issues, it's going to progress and it'll change. It'll look different and then it'll bring up something else, right? That's what these things do. It keeps bringing up other stuff too that we can work on. And it is, there is that lonely feeling. But like you said, what it does is it really, you really learn how to appreciate being with you. Mm-hmm. And you have to look, and, and if you, and if you're always sabotaging yourself and always saying negative thoughts to yourself, you're not going to appreciate being with you, right? It's going to be miserable. So it does start to change that. And let me tell you what else it does then. I'm going to bring sex back in this. When you start progressing and you make these positive changes and you make positive changes with yourself, even if you don't love yourself every fucking day, because I sure don't, I'll be honest with that. I don't use that word a lot because, you know, ugh, feelings. Um, I know. <laughs> but self-pleasure gets even better. Mm-hmm. like amazingly better I don't know if that's the right way to say it because that doesn't sound right but it ups the game yeah because you enjoy and so does being so so does being with somebody though because it just gets to the point where you get this sense of uh, self-confidence mm-hmm. and this self of like exploration this sense of exploration mm-hmm. where you're just like okay well hey can we try this yep <laughs> also I want to remind people this because I feel like sorry I just got on a soapbox Adam, why is it a fucking soapbox? Anyway, side note, like this is where my mind is. But why is it a fucking soapbox? Why is soap in boxes? It doesn't make sense. But it was a bars of soap. Anyway, um, (laughs) hello, ADHD brain, going in full force. There's a school of thought that says you can't be in a relationship with someone until you're completely healed. First of all, you're never completely healed, right? There's always things to learn and grow from. You can grow with somebody in a relationship. You can grow together. You can progress together. You can support each other. There's no such thing as being fully healed. You can heal together. Mm-hmm. And grow, and then you'll learn new things to change and grow, and, like, things will come up. So there's always ways to grow. But you don't have to be this, like, I feel like that's that toxic positivity, right? Like, you have to be perfect to find your person. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Bullshit, bullshit. You have to find somebody who you get each other's quirks. You like each other's quirks. But also you want to support each other and help each other grow. And you're also okay with carrying each other's shit. Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing. We all have shit. And you have to be willing to be honest with the other person. Tell them what your shit is. You know, you gauge each other and you decide, you know what? I care about you enough where I'm going to, where we're just going to put this shit in the back of the trunk together and we're going to do our thing. Um, Because if that's not the case then what's going to happen is everybody's just going to be falling out the car as you're driving along the road. And then next thing you know, you're going to turn around and go, oh, wait, I got to go back this way and pick up my shit. You got to go back that way and pick up your shit. We didn't grow together at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That analogy made any sense to me. It did. And, and that's the thing too, like find someone you can grow with. Yeah. Don't, and, and I'm not saying like, don't, like, don't look at somebody and be like, I want this person to be this way. I'm going to get them there. Because if they don't want to grow, they don't want to grow. That's on them. Right? Like, you can't force somebody to, to grow with you. And definitely don't. I think a lot of people do this um, and are guilty of this. They date the potential. Exactly. 
right? Because that's what that is. That's dating that potential. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can get there. No, you, like, what what are your dreams? What are your ideas? What are your goals? Okay, that's great. I'm going to support you while you do that, um, but I'm not going to take it on for you. Right? I'm not. That's not why I'm... I'm not with you because of that, because mm-hmm. I know you'll get there. And then when they talk about relationships being 50-50, it's not always fucking 50-50. One of you may be way up one day and mm-hmm. putting in a little more when, when you're helping get somebody else up, right? You're helping getting your partner up a little bit when they're down. So there's always this give and take, too. Like, you have to know, you have to, na- there's a lot of navigating. Definitely. Oh, God, definitely, yes. Definitely. I like to think that I... Uh, I always say this, over the years, I've learned so much from my relationships and from watching other people's, I'm such a people watcher, mm-hmm. um, so from watching other people's relationships and um, their things and how they move and how they live, and the same thing with me, and so it really did, I will say that um, my past relationships have definitely shown me what I don't want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then I keep, but then sometimes I go back and I'm like, oh, well, that's familiar. Ooh. it's definitely show me what I don't want it's definitely um, I always tell people like you can't it can't be all the other person like it's gotta Mm -hmm. be you know like if it fell fell apart it fell apart Um, and we all have to take our responsibility for it even if it's the smallest responsibility you have to take it um, because it helps hindsight right and it helps when you move into the next relationship Yes. but um, I, I definitely say that I think I've learned um, at least what I don't want. I have. And, I, yeah. I have. And, and I'm learning to express things differently, too. Like, I'm and even saying, like, I'm not so good at doing this. Mm-hmm. So yeah. let me do it this way. And I think I, I might have said this. I can't remember if I told this story. But this was, like, the second guy I dated after my ex, who was an addict. And um, we were together a really long time. And it was, I thought he was going to be in my life forever. And my next partner would just have to understand. We're a package of deal. It was disgusting. It was so fucking... Um, what's that called? Codependent. I, I, Al-Anon helped me a lot. Um, but uh, I remember I couldn't, like, this person kept asking me what I, like, when I wasn't with him, he'd be, I'd be like, I'm going to tell him this and this, this is what I need, this is what I want. And we'd be together and he'd be like, so what are you thinking? And I'd be like, I'd look at him and be like, fuck, I'm like, nothing, nothing. I'm thinking nothing. There's nothing in my brain. Can we just, like, and then I'd go back to, let's just make out. Let's just do something, like, I'd say something dirty, because that's my go-to. But I finally was like, I have to do this. I have to get past this, and I have to figure out a way that works for me today. And I said, yeah, I do need to talk to you. And he's like, all right, talk. And I'm like, I looked at him again. I'm like, I can't fucking look at this person and be a human being right now. Like, I can't be a grown-up looking at you, because I'm going to say something dirty. I'm going to, you know, twirl around the situation and not really say anything. I said, okay. This is going to sound weird. We need to sit back to back. The first time I ever had like an open, honest conversation with a, with a male after my ex was fucking back to back. Because mm. I couldn't do it any other way. I, so I had to figure it out for myself. That was what I needed in that moment. And, and, you know, I still struggle with it sometimes. But that helped. That was my first step in being in learning how to communicate with someone again. Did it I work? Mean, sometimes we have to do what we have to do i will say like <laughs> there have been whole times like now in within this past year year and a half so like there have been whole times where i know i know and he's just like the sweetest guy ever because i know <laughs> he's like what the fuck because it'll be 4 30 in the morning a thought will cross my mind 
and I will send him a message and I'll be like, okay, well, I'm having a 4.30-ish thought. <laughs> I'm up at 4.30, right? And I would send him, a, um, you know, like this long text message or whatever. The, God love him because he will, he'll never say, you know, like, don't do that. Like, or like, <laughs> what are you crazy? Um, the only time is like, if I send him, if I like do a voice note or something and I'm like flipping out on him, but even then he takes it really well. And he'll be like, okay. Or he'll like, <laughs> he'll just totally ignore it like it never. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I kind of like to ignore it because that's helpful for me when I do something. There was, as like, when I think about, like, you know, I think this guy hates me, right? One night, I was just in a fucking tizzy. I called him 12 fucking times in a row because he didn't answer. 12 times in a row. Sent all these fucking crazy ass messages. And, and he spoke about it once and never mentioned it again. He's like, look, I knew you. I knew there was no talking to you in that moment. I was on a work call. Well, I knew, you know, blah 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 blah, whatever. And then just I like, I wanted to keep apologizing, and it was just forgotten. I'm like, thank you. And that was like two months. That was not that long after meeting. I don't think. And so like, thank you, Mister Dubai. Um, it's just going to be the person that gets you. Right? Yes. Like it's just going to be the person that gets your, you know, like who you are in your moment. Yes. Like I, they just got to get it. And he likes to tell me all the time I'm a fucking weirdo. And I am. But he and I, and I say, you know what? I finally started saying, you know what? Yes. I, I'm like, I'm owning my weird at home. I'm learning to own the weird because I'm an Aquarius. Um, but um, and I'll say, you know what's funny, though? I'm weird. Like, I know I'm weird. And. I can't escape it. Like, I'm just weird and I'm with me all the time. I'm like, but what's even weirder is you like my weird. <laughs> like, you don't have to be around this weirdness and you choose to. So, I kind of But yeah, so I think the important thing here is to remember, like, we all have struggles and I think it's important to be honest about them too and to look at them because... I, I like to make jokes about it. I do like to say all the time that I have no fucking emotions. I'm sure I have some emotions. I just, they're not, emotions aren't my thing. Mm-hmm. She likes to keep them in a box on the shelf. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll take them out and like, no, I won't. I don't even like looking at them. They're in the back of the shelf. Like that's in my storage unit. Um, and, and I'm the opposite. I have to, I have to have them around me. Um, yeah. But... <laughs> But I think it's like that we understand that. And we have to understand, too, we're not all the same. We all have struggles. We, we could relate to each other. But we all have our own paths, too. But we, but as women, I think, I mean, I can't talk for how men communicate with each other because that's a whole other world. But as women, we don't always support each other in these things. Like, sometimes we try to. And sometimes we say things that we think are supportive that are the complete fucking opposite and can make some of those negative thoughts we have even worse or play into it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know so i think yes, it's definitely yeah so i think it's learning how to support each other but also how to feel comfortable talking about our you know how shit they lost sorry um <laughs> <laughs> i just <laughs> i was watching the sorry i was watching the baseball game because it's the dubai's team was playing and it's the game five and i turned off my tv when they were winning and now they lost of course it's my fucking fault because I turned the game off, and that's a yet, Rachel Cork. That's a Rachel. Cork. And yes, I believe that. Not really a fault. I, I know. I know it's not true, but I wasn't sitting in the same place when they were winning. I moved a little. 
and I think I changed part of my clothes. So my fault. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was like, I was having like a moment and I happened to see the score and I was saying something really profound that I can never get back. But y'all get it. There's some message in there. I can tell you got it. Um, and But we also want to be really open with y'all about us because I think that helps us get to, you get to know us better so you feel more comfortable asking us questions as well and sharing and knowing that we don't always have all the answers, right? We're, we have our fucking issues too, but we want to help each other. Yeah, definitely. And I will, you know, I'll discuss a topic till I'm blowing the face and try and help you. <laughs> like, Help. I need somebody. Help. It's a gift and a curse. It's a gift and a curse, people. Uh, I don't know why I'm so like. I'm like I started out the day, like I was like, oh, like I had like so much stuff going on, and then work was like, I was like, oh, I need to like, I don't know, show myself more, do more stuff, so that they can pay more attention to me. And I was like, why would you want to do that? But because I'm used to it. But uh, now I'm like, as the day has progressed, I'm like more calmer. And I've done that self-talk thing where I was like, okay, we're not doing this today, blah, blah, blah. And so now I'm like, I don't know, I'm in a better mood. And I'm like happy and giddy and ridiculous. And I know what you're going to say. It's because you're going to make me you're going to see a cute little boy. <laughs> I'm in a really good mood too today. I got really nice messages today. Yeah. Well, that's why you're in a good mood. And I stood up, and I, and I created a boundary and stood up for myself today in a different situation. So fuck, I'm killing this Friday. You really are. You really are. And why am I excited? Oh, okay. So I'm excited because. Why are you fucking? Did, was that is that real? Was that? That was rhetorical. Uh, <laughs> I'll be on a plane tomorrow. I'll be on a plane tomorrow. Yeah. Like airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on a plane tomorrow. Uh, going to like shooting um, stars. I could even... <laughs> my person. I'll be on a plane tomorrow. Going. We'll call him my person. He's my person. I'm, I'm going uh, His name is <laughs> Two Toes. I don't know why I just called him Two Toes. <laughs> no, do you know what I call like some of my friends and I? Do you know like I call him? And if you if you're a book reader, um, you'll get it because every there are a couple of stories where they use this. But I call him Ace, which he hates. Like. He, hates when I call him Ace because he has no idea what it means. <laughs> but we like, yeah, okay, Ace. And then he was like, stop, don't, don't call me that. And, and I've said it before, but I call my person. And he's not my person. I he call, is your person. I call this person Dubai because when we met, he was residing in Dubai. He was stuck in Dubai quarantine. person, don't listen to Rachel. He's, he's, <laughs> Her I don't have a person to have me. And there's uh, only one me. That and send it to him so he could be like, what the hell is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's been known as Dubai. I think he finally likes it. I think he finally doesn't mind it. When I, first, I don't know. But I didn't use his name. I, I wouldn't use his name for a long time. Uh, like, even my phone. Like, he was saved as Dubai forever and ever and ever. And then I finally put his first and last name in my phone. Again, I'm a little superstitious. <laughs> if you haven't figured that out by my little outbreak a little moments ago. I put his first and last name in. When I put his last name in, he, like, kind of, like, things felt weird. And so I took his last name off. <laughs> I have, so I have his initials and I have little hearts. Like, so when the phone rings, like, and he has his own, uh, his own ringtone. It's this, uh. 
Um, it's called Masterpiece. It's a tone. In, uh, mm. Wait, I'm going to play his tech sound if I can, because I love his tech sound. Hold on. It's not even that exciting, but I love it. Let's see. Can I do it? Because you love him. Shut up. <laughs> Ew. And in case you don't realize it, Rachel and I are teenage girls. <laughs> <laughs> How do I find? Why am I dumb? Okay, here we dumb. go. I am. No, it's it's okay. Okay, let's see if I can do this. Uh, huh? Fuck you. Not not fuck any of you. <laughs> I'm trying to think. No, no, cancel. I almost deleted the entire our entire conversation we've ever had since getting this phone. Details. Stop now. Stop now. Stop now. Notifications. Let's see. Okay. Is this going to work? I don't know. Is it going to work? No. Oh, maybe because I don't have that on. Okay, that's not it. <laughs> no, that was it. That little sound. I don't know why I love that little sound. <laughs> <laughs> I just got giddy. Oh my god, that was showing way too much emotion. I'm done. <laughs> but I hear that sound, and it's like Pavlov's pussy back again. You know, we are going to talk about that. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about that on an episode, and I'm probably going to bring on a couple of guys that I know only because we had a conversation about this a couple of weeks ago about Pavlov's <laughs> pussy and I can't with you men like I can't um. so we need we need a conversation these gentlemen uh, Rachel you need to bring some to mention Pavlov's pussy these gentlemen need to come on so that we can have a real discussion <laughs> I told I told Dubai about Pavlov's pussy um anyway please friends and countrymen i don't know why i just said that send us your questions your topic ideas if this is if what we talked about today really like hit you and you're like oh my god i realize i have this issue i've been struggling with and i need some help with it we are here for you don't remember don't remember don't remember please <laughs> don't forget we are also coaches we're also both in school mm-hmm. but we're also coaches mm-hmm. so we can help we can really help you i don't know why I'm, but reach out to us um and send us your share, send us your questions too Definitely. yeah anything else you want to add before we scoot out scoot out uh, before we scoot out i have um, no fucking idea what i'm saying remember that you are fucking amazing and you are the prize you deserve all of the love and happiness and blessings that your hands and hearts can hold and you are the prize and And pleasure is not a dirty word it's not and if you do one thing today one more thing today after listening to this if you have like a busy day take a few moments and pleasure yourself today absolutely have an orgasm i know i am enjoy (laughs) you can have a Until next time. <laughs> and don't forget, again, you can also um, give us some stars on any any platform you listen to us on. We love some five stars. And again, send us your questions. We love you all, and we can't wait to chat with you all soon. Bye.